we want to be less like precious and critical about our work and just do it and show it. Like just put out that damn EP. I'm saying that to myself. (laughs) That one is a personal one, but also I think it works for a lot of people and it doesn't have to be work. It can be just something you take pride in. Just yeah. share it. You share know? it. Yeah. There's no shame in sharing yeah. something that you're proud of or something that you worked on, even if you're not that proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I live for moments like this. Hi, and welcome to Vicarious, a podcast where we explore creativity and all its facets from inspirations and processes to challenges and ruts. We endeavor to have in-depth conversations with interesting people about their creative lives. But today it's just us. We're in the early stages of planning season three, and so we wanted to release a little bonus episode for you in the meantime. And since it's January, we thought it'd be fun to chat all about the idea of New Year's resolutions, our gripes with them, and how we're reframing this concept to better serve us. We're going to close it out with our ins and outs for the year, but we're going to start with our creative thing for the week. (laughs) Yes. So we, (laughs) or listener, we decided that we would combine creative things for the week because right before we sat down to record, we had a little trip out to our local yarn store. Mm-hmm. Wet Coast Wools for those in the know. Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're in need of some beautiful wool, go check it out. It's mm-hmm. on West 4th. So our creative thing collectively <laughs> are our new knitting projects. Yeah, we each have yeah, we we each have our own knitting yeah, projects. Yeah, we're not knitting together. No. <laughs> that would be too we're knitting like a, <laughs> a, like a Siamese twin sweater. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe next time. Yeah, I was maybe. just gonna say maybe next yes. time. We're working our way up <laughs> yeah. to that. So, Karen, what's your knitting project that you were stocking up for? Oh yeah, mine is called the Louvre sweater by Petit Knit. Again, for those in the know, <laughs> um, it's just it's a sweater. It's my first sweater. I've knit uh, a vest and a tank top. So it's my first foray into sleeves. Mm. Um, But I'm very excited. I got a gift card for some wool over Christmas. So it's a fun, bigger project that I've been putting off for a while. (laughs) I've been wanting to start. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I I can finish it before the end of winter. That's the goal. I also got a gift card for Christmas (laughs) from yours truly. (laughs) From from me truly. Yours truly. From from you truly. You're not seeing the gesture that Alex made. (laughs) So this is kind of a fun, a fun fact. Actually, this is really funny because our last bonus episode we recorded before season two in the summer, where mm-hmm. we also went to Wet Coast Wools to buy <gasps> our summer yarn. Oh and my God, really? I saw the vest that I am now getting, I'm preparing myself to make. So yeah. Karen helped me find the pattern. In fact, you know the name of the, the vest and I don't. <laughs> I have to still. It, it is the the holiday slipover also by Petit Knit. Yes. Big fans. Yeah. So I guess someone else at the, at the wool store had made it and it was on display and I kind of fell in love with this vest back in August, beginning of August. So it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. and it's what definitely if- going to be my biggest project like yeah. that I've done thus far. So I'm excited. We'll keep you posted how these go. Mm-hmm. Yes, hopefully well. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> we're definitely, we're both kind of challenging ourselves, I think, with these projects. So yeah. it should be fun. Yeah, exactly. Going into the new year with a new knitting project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
everybody's been anti-resolutions. I don't know about you. I have a tumultuous relationship with, with resolutions. It's kind of like planners. Like I, I, I begin a new planner as I begin a new year with full of mm -hmm. hope and gusto and then things kind of <laughs> fall apart <laughs> midway. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, from experience have a tough time with resolutions now because it kind of sometimes feels like I'm setting myself up for failure or I'm chasing after this like elusive dragon that I can't mm -hmm. actually get to. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's the whole, that's the, the beauty and the beast of resolutions really is the idea of changing yourself, mm -hmm. you know? And I was always against resolutions because I just figured like, if I want to change myself, I shouldn't have to wait for a new year to start, you know, it just mm -hmm. feels it, arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And for me, I don't know, less so now, like the beginning of the new year feels like a great time to kind of get started on things that maybe you've been thinking about in the previous year. It's also a good time for reflection, you yeah. know, and that's kind of where we started with, you know, brainstorming for this, for yeah. this episode was reflecting on our past year. We both had sort of a parallel experience <laughs> on Instagram where <laughs> we made posts individually on our personal accounts. Well, Karen, you made a reel and mm -hmm. I just made like a couple carousels of photos, like from highlights of the year. And we both had the experience. Well, I'll just speak about my experience where I was looking through my photos and I felt a lot of like pride and, and joy about what happened and what I got to experience. And it made me realize how my perception of what was happening throughout the year was so different than what I got to experience. Like there mm -hmm. were so many highlights and I was I feel so um, like, I was going to say blessed and that feels so trite. <laughs> so I paused there, but, but, but I do, I, I, I feel really um, proud of myself for having saved up enough money to go on like six trips. I saw my best friend from high school get married. We had a, uh, what do you call that? Bachelorette for her <laughs> on Salt Spring. I went to Salt Spring for the first time. I went to New Orleans. I took an impromptu trip back home to Saskatchewan to see my mom. Mm -hmm. um, it was just like a lot of happy memories. And it really contrasted with like how down and out I felt, especially around the summer, like when we were beginning to record season two. And I just had a lot of moments of kind of like, you know, feeling kind of bad about myself or what I was doing or not doing, often not doing. And it really made me think about like what I want to focus on mindset wise and have a little bit of a shift, hopefully in the new year so that I'm seeing that broader picture rather than getting kind of stuck in the muck or getting stuck in these narratives of, of just, you know, I, we all go through this, but feeling kind of down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it, it's kind of stopped me from appreciating what was happening and, and the things that had happened. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, that really resonates with me. Everything you said, that was kind of my experience as well. Yeah. Well, let's go into yours. Cause at first you were feeling like, Oh, nothing. Like I didn't even really have a good year. And then you started yeah going through your stuff. You're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was surprising myself when I went through my pictures of like, Oh yeah, that happened this year. Yeah. And Oh wow. Oh well, yeah. I forgot that I did this and just, um, yeah, I was seeing like other people's reels and other people's posts on new year's Eve of the year, the, the highlights. And I was like getting really bummed about it. I found it really depressing to be honest. And then I don't know. I, 
I had a quiet New Year's, which I think was helpful as well, because it just gave me time to reflect on the year. And I ended up going through old photos and just, yeah, being reminded of all the amazing things that this year brought and or last year, I mm-hmm. guess, brought. I, yeah, I ended up making a reel and I put some cute music. This is the first song that kind of popped up. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And yeah, it just changed my whole perspective on the year. And just also, like you were saying, Alex, like how I view my year and and my life, really, like getting stuck in that day to day and getting stuck in the feeling of just uh, failure feels like a strong word. But sometimes, sometimes it's failure. Sometimes it's just not like having no excitement or no, you know, accomplishments. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. just... Yeah, being stuck in that place or constantly looking at what's next. So first tip for doing any kind of New Year's resolutions is to reflect. I think that's so important to really like actually sit down with yourself as the years come to a close and think about what this year brought and, you know, what you actually were happy about. Like try to find some good. And then from that, you can find some things that you want to focus on for the new year. Yeah. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that we started the podcast last year. That was a huge thing. And that was a huge thing that I felt really proud of Mm -hmm. too. So, and I know for Karen, Karen had a milestone birthday this year Uh and a birthday party that was very fun. Yeah. And you had your trip to Alert Bay, your family Mm -hmm. reunion that was very special. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, many more things, but, and like all of you learned how to sew, you started sewing sewing your own clothes. Wow. Alex, you know my, my year better than I do. (laughs) Oh yeah. Karen and I had set out this year, uh, sorry, last year. (laughs) It's going to happen a few times probably. Last year. I think for the first time, even though we had ups and downs with this too, we took our budgeting pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. We set out goals. We set out savings. I feel like we we accomplished a lot of what we wanted to in terms of like getting our spending under control and, and understanding mm-hmm. our habits. So, yeah. you know, even the ups and downs with that, I feel like on the whole, that was an upward trajectory as mm-hmm. well. Like I feel like we made a lot of progress compared to where we've been at years prior. Yes, definitely. And I think that is one of the reasons why it is good to have kind of, you know, if you don't want to do it in January for the new year, okay, that's fine. But having some kind of yearly check-in or, you know, just a routine check-in to actually really, yeah, notice that that progress and to know or have, what am I trying to say? Probably lost my well, thought. are you trying to say to have <laughs> sort of a time frame that you're comparing it to? I guess. So that you can yeah. kind of reflect back and remember like, so that it's not just your whole life. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. For instance, Karen and I started talking about budgeting and financial goals, I think two or three two, years ago. You know, I was actually just thinking about this recently because- It was two years ago at this time. It was like beginning of January. And I remember because technically three, I guess, because it was 2021, wasn't it? Oh, I. Or was it 2022? I think it was 2022. Okay. (laughs) I think so because, okay, I'll I'll tell you the the story. You tell me the timeline. (laughs) So before, before we started kind of, you know, being accountability 
buddies. Mm-hmm. Account. I was going to try to coin a term, accountability buddies. Accountability buddies. <laughs> accountability accountability buddies. buddies. I would always feel really sad in January because I didn't work for the last week. My income was always lower. Christmas was a spendy time. I felt very financially drained and super stressed and overwhelmed. And so I remember like sending you a a message one day Mm -hmm. about that. And you had just kind of started your own budgeting and like, like setting budgeting goals or like financial goals for yourself and Mm -hmm. pointed me to like some podcasts and things that you had just been listening to. And that's kind of where it all started. And then it took Maybe that was... No, you're right. It was 2022 because I, I remember the timeline now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it was like a year of... It's like it was like a year of digging myself out of a hole, you know, yeah. and before I could start saving. And I only mm-hmm. started to really like meaningfully save at the beginning of last yeah. year, 2023. Right. So it's yeah. it's been a long... It's been a long process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. But it's been so helpful to have those kind of benchmarks. I mean, having you to like talk to about it is also really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, So finding people that you can, you know, share these things with is is awesome. But yeah, just having a really clear uh, idea of where you're at and where you're yeah, going. exactly. And yeah. where, where you've started, where you've been and where you're headed. Yeah. And then to have someone to talk to about it, to kind of remind you, because sometimes it can be hard to remember where we've started. Yes, totally. Totally. You always feel like you've come. Yeah. You always feel like you're in the thick of it. So, mm-hmm. and you always are, but yeah. you're indifferent, you know, the thick of it changes. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, since January, we had a little bit of time to reflect. We decided that we would share some of our, we're saying resolutions in quotes because we're. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about why. I mean, I can talk about why I've always disagreed with resolutions. I just Mm -hmm. said the value of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) or what I find valuable about them, but I've always been against them. Like I said, because it feels limiting, like, oh, you can only, you know, change your circumstance once a year or you have mm-hmm. to, or you're waiting, you're kind of waiting for something to make a change that you could maybe do now. Mm-hmm. But there are other, there are lots of other problems <laughs> with resolutions, namely the idea that you feel like you have to change. Yeah. It kind of almost puts pressure on a person to look at their past year and say, that wasn't good enough. Now let's see how I can change, change things about myself. Yeah, I we always or we tend to, and I'm by we I'm generalizing for all of us. I, <laughs> it might be different for you listeners, not sure, but it feels like we're always in this culture and mindset of productivity, of optimizing, of growth, and that's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially for well, actually, no, I shouldn't say especially for women or, or femme presenting folk. I think for anyone, there's a lot of emphasis at this time of year for aesthetic improvement. Mm-hmm. And that can feel pretty icky. <laughs> yeah. Really superficial uh, yeah. as well, you know? Yeah. And it's it's a kind of a recipe for feeling bad about yourself or feeling like the resolutions need to be made in reaction to whatever happened before. Any indulgences or any like lack of consistency or activity and then sometimes that means that the resolutions end up being a little bit flimsy as in like I'm going to go to the gym more Mm -hmm. I'm going to drink more water I'm going to eat more vegetables I'm not going to eat sugar like things Mm -hmm. like that that can Mm -hmm. feel 
like not that great. <laughs> I mean, maybe if maybe it's fine for some people, I'm not sure, but I know that for me that can turn into quite a toxic mindset to have. So instead of thinking about resolutions as these broader ideas or or I guess like these sort of abstract uh, things that I'm aspiring to, I have decided that I'm going to make concrete goals and then have specific values. And I know, Karen, you're going to be talking about your intentions. So the intentions yes. and values are kind of similar mm-hmm. where they're, they are more abstract and it's a bit more overarching for like an entire year. It's not necessarily a qualifiable goal, mm-hmm. um, but that's how we've decided or I've decided to break up resolutions. Yes. Yeah. I think it's important to know when you can add kind of a quantifiable like number system mm-hmm. and then be actually specific about it. If you want to yeah. drink more water, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, that, you know, that doesn't really set you up for any kind of success. But if you, you know, one of my goals is to read 20, 20 books. I had a goal last year to read 12. I did it. I read my 12th Yay. book on New Year's Eve. <laughs> it really was on, under the wire um, or down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so, you know, that's an easy one to, mm-hmm. to quantify. To quantify. Yeah. But some intentions are a little more just how I want to uh, or like what I what I want to prioritize mm-hmm. this year, what my mindset, how I want to frame things mm-hmm. is going to be. So I think, yeah, that's really important to just kind of yeah. know the difference and know what is going to work for you. Do we want to get into some of our, our intentions and our goals? Yeah. OK, let's do it. All right. So. Since Karen and I kind of kicked this off with some of our financial uh, or like the the financial impetus for the accountability buddies, basically, uh, the beginnings of my goals and values are also kind of like money focused. So my one of my goals is to do a low buy for January and my values around kind of shopping this year are going to be valuing experiences over things saving over spending, making over buying, and staying within my budget. I've also got some specific savings goals that I'm going to, you know, just keep to myself, but you know, I've got kind of that quantifiable number that I'm that I'm after. And then the other goal that's kind of not tied to money necessarily at all is uh, recording an EP at home or just recording more at home. Mm-hmm. Knitting a vest. I'm going to get started right away. <laughs> going to the gym twice a week. And the value that goes along with that is just valuing my fitness and my physical health. I've got a couple of injuries that I need to address and just kind of making sure that I'm working on stretching flexibility and strength so that I can hopefully heal those injuries and Mm -hmm. going to physio, things like that. Um, But trying to stay away from those like aesthetic goals since that has not been a super healthy place for me in the past. And along with recording the EP, my other value for the year is showing your work. Mm-hmm. That's something we're going to talk about one. more later. Yes. Just being a little less precious about sharing, trying to work on that critical mindset. And then I also have a, a goal of reading 24 books for the year. <laughs> 24 books in 2024. Nice. Mine's 20 uh, for 20. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh- Put them together. You got yeah, 2024. Yeah, sure. 
The other one for me is just quali- like continuing to value quality time with friends and family. Nice. That's yeah. great. Those are awesome. Thank you. Tell us some of your Karen. Yeah, I have I have a few that are I'm just going to keep for myself, but there are some kind of more creative goals. Um, I mentioned, you know, reading 20 books. I I kind of put this under a different intention, which is to purposefully seek out inspiration mm, and just, yeah, to really try to not just wait for inspiration to hit. And, you know, sometimes I kind of have always been under the belief that you can't really force it, but, you know, you have to also, I'm realizing, make it more of a practice. I mm. mean, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, just being intentional and practicing your creativity. And I think some of that is finding things to be inspired by, not just waiting for them to hit you. But yeah, I think reading is a great way to do that. Going on walks, journaling, having great conversations, searching for new music and things like Mm -hmm. that. And another kind of intention is to support other artists' works more. Yeah. And, you know, make a point to really go out to shows and exhibits and yeah just really try to immerse myself a bit more let's see I don't have this organized very well that's okay (laughs) one of my goals one of my like tangible goals is to participate in something called me made may which is kind of a hashtag that goes around Instagram in May where people who make their own clothing, share their outfits and they try to, you know, post every day. I definitely won't have enough (laughs) made for that, but just even doing maybe a week's worth. Yeah. Trying to build up my me made wardrobe for that. So some of my goals are, you know, making my sweater and I've got a few other projects kind of lined up to Mm -hmm. hopefully get ready for May. So that'll, that'll definitely take up some of my time. But yeah, some other intentions, I really have realized that one of the things I love most about making music is singing, like collaborating with singers, doing harmonies, ensemble work, that kind of thing. So I have, you know, a couple of projects that are just sort of taking off some that have already been in the works, but just really prioritizing that aspect. And I guess more broadly, just trying to incorporate the things that I really love about Mm. music more in my own music making process um, and experience. I also like you have Alex of similar like saving goal, saving, overspending, making over buying those kind of things. And also, yeah, just prioritizing my mental and physical health really just very broadly in that I've kind of come up with different ways for me to do that. Like, you know, moving my body, going outside more, journaling more, I think, Mm -hmm. and uh, lots of other ones that I won't, I won't get into on here, but yeah, just really trying to lead with those sort of intentions, I think is going to be really important for me and something I should check in with through, throughout this year and just make sure that I'm continuing to do that. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like us have a, have, have a bit of a tricky relationship with resolutions, maybe think about what could be a goal and what could be an, a, a value or an intention. Mm-hmm. Just kind of just trying to reframe it so that it feels like they are either tangible things that you can achieve mm-hmm. in a specific amount of time, whether that's the the 12 months of the year, whether that's a shorter period of time, or if it's just a value that you kind of want to live out in your everyday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a great new approach. I feel a lot 
more at peace with these things than I have in years past. I know I've already said I ha- I'd, I'd never have really set resolutions before, but I think starting Alex with that first podcast recommendation that you sent me that helped me on that savings journey mm-hmm. that we are now like continuing, you know, continuing to hold each other accountable <laughs> for. I've realized that setting goals is super important and to really have tangible goals that you put out into the universe, not just things you think you should do or that you want to do, but just being a little more, what's the word I'm looking for? It's been a while. We're a little (laughs) rusty. I guess taking firmer steps to to make those make those goals happen and not just kind of roll around in your brain. I think that Mm -hmm. there's so much value to be had there, but it can also, it's a slippery slope between like being motivating and being kind of punishing. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be careful with that for the longevity as well, you know, to make sure that they actually happen. So many resolutions, you know, by February are gone. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll check in (laughs) at the end of season three and see how we're doing with our, our goals and our, our intentions or our values and see how that's going. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of mine is kind of focused on like consumption and trying to curb consumption. I Mm -hmm. forgot one of the other ones, uh, one of my other values that I want to carry into 2024 is secondhand first Mm -hmm. over buying new. Um, So yeah, we'll see in the next three to six months how it's all going (laughs) and we'll give you an update. Yeah. All right. So should we Tell the listeners what our ins and outs. Yes. So I don't know if the listeners, um, if you have heard of this trend sweeping Instagram, I guess, I don't know. I saw it a couple of (laughs) times instead of kind of resolutions, it's ins and outs Mm -hmm. for 2024. So we compiled a list together of some ins and outs. Now these are of different, you know, different weights. And different categories. Different categories. Too. Yeah. Um, it's a little random. They're not really no in any type of uh, like. They're not in any, they're not organized in any way. Uh, very stream of consciousness. And they are our own opinions. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you disagree, that is okay. Take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. If yeah. Some of these things you're, you're really into. Power to you. Yes. By all means. Yes. For some of them. Some of them you should probably be on board with. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Do you want me to read the outs? Yeah. Okay. So number one, online shopping slash browsing. Yes. Yes. The amount of time that I've wasted creating like fantasy carts. It's too much. It's too much. I could be doing other things. What am I doing? Yeah. I feel like I could have a whole a whole nother year of my life if I just did get all of the online shopping of my past and looking for things to want. That's, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a big, big out. Yeah, big out. Y2K fashion. Alex and I are very much the 90s and mm-hmm. the keep 90s alive. I can't tell you how many of my students have come in with the clothes of my past that yes. haunt me. Yes. And I'm, I'm not here for it. I don't like it. In some ways, I've seen some of my students dressing like exactly how I dressed at 13 Mm -hmm. or 14. And it does bring me some comfort. I'm like, oh, we're all going through the same phases. (laughs) But it's also a little unnerving. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. But yeah, it is for me, it makes me feel one old and two just triggered. (laughs) It just brings me back. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Quiet luxury slash minimalist aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of 
I mean, I I am saying this wearing an all chocolate brown <laughs> monochrome outfit that could yeah. easily fall into that category. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely here for embracing more color. I want to bring mm-hmm. more color into my wardrobe, into my everyday life, like the decor. And yeah, thinking about like textures and a little bit of maximalism. Yes. Like just more happening, more happening for the eye, being a little more daring and bold, having more excitement. And just, yeah, having more fun. Having more fun with, I mean, I think we're more mostly focused on wardrobe, but yeah, and decor, that kind of thing. But yeah, just kind of done with like the austere minimalism. Yeah. 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 It's not minimalism as a concept. I think it's great. No, it's good to not hoard. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) to acquire stuff for the sake of it. But I'm kind of done with like all gray, all beige, all white, all black, everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, Okay. Hustle culture. Out, out, out. I'm tired of people taking pride in not taking care of themselves. Yeah. And just, I'm, I'm so guilty of that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, what was I trying to say? (laughs) Gosh. It's been a long day. We've been hanging out for several hours and talking nonstop. So yeah. <laughs> it's a little, I'm a little talked ourselves silly. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, not burning ourselves yeah. out, <laughs> but no, this is, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, fun burnout. <laughs> yeah. I, I am totally here for questioning like the capitalistic productivity culture that we live in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely let's, let's be questioning that. Yeah. Let's slow things down. Let's like not optimize everything Mm -hmm. not try to figure out the most efficient way to get the most done Mm -hmm. and just slow down and do things for your own enjoyment once in a while exactly yes okay lifestyle creep yeah this is very much in line with all of those uh, values and intentions we set Mm -hmm. staying in our budget Mm -hmm. secondhand first quality over quantity but also just you know, knowing your own, just being comfortable with where you're at, where you're at. Yeah. And And not feeling the need to always be going after the next best thing. Like we don't mm -hmm. need every single upgrade. We don't need to be keeping up stretching ourselves thin financially. Yeah. 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 No, we don't need that. We don't need it. It's out. (laughs) It's out. It's out. (laughs) Okay. This one is is a big. big out. This is a big out. Yeah. Going out when you're sick. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, I thought we. Le- I thought that was out in 2020. I know, and it's been slowly creeping back in, and we're here to tell you it's still, it's out. still out. It's still out. <laughs> it's been out. It's, it's gonna, gonna stay be- out. Yeah, exactly. Just take the day off. Take the day off. Don't come to a lesson. I don't want to no. see you if you're sniffling. No. And also, you know, it's a very short-sighted thing. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to miss one day, but you are then infecting however many people who will Mm -hmm. then have to miss several days. And even if you don't get anyone sick, likely if you're not taking the time off to rest and recover, it's just going to last longer. So take the day or two off, nip it in the bud, Take your oil of oregano, you know, (laughs) take your vitamins, (laughs) get extra sleep. Yeah. Just take take care care of yourself. yourself. Forget about that hustle culture that we've already booted out Mm -hmm. of here and take some time for yourself. Okay. That one, that one gets me riled up because (laughs) (laughs) I'm constantly trying to just avoid sick people. I was going to say like the plague, but like literally, (laughs) (laughs) well, don't do it. Don't do it, folks. 
Okay, um, Keurigs and Pod Coffee. Mm-hmm. This is out. This is very much out. I mean, I'm sure this is old news for most people, but lots of people bought them They're and still, still have them. Yeah. And those pods are floating around. And we're here to tell you it's out. It's out. The pods are here forever. So just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, just let's stop making more of them. Let's just get them out. Yes. Okay, one size fits all activism. This one. It's has, a biggie. It's a biggie. This one has to be out. This idea that your opinion on what, you know, what works for you is going to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, stop judging people's actions when you don't know the nuances of their situation. Mm-hmm. You don't know their financial situation. You don't know their health or, you know, their relationship, st- like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You, we just don't know. And, you know, to kind of go in line with this, what should be in is holding companies accountable, not individuals. Yeah. So one example that we could give is saying to everyone not to buy fast fashion. Of course, if you are able to not buy fast fashion, please don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some people, size uh, size accessibility isn't available in, for a lot mm-hmm. of sustainable brands potentially, or yeah. financially, it's just not, not an, an option. option. And there, you know, of course we could go get into the nuances of like, okay, well maybe try secondhand first, et cetera, et cetera. But just like blanket statement, everyone should do this or everyone should not do this is out. Yeah. It's out. It's, it's, it's too complex mm-hmm. to just have one statement to solve the problem. <laughs> exactly. And on top of that, if we're sticking with the fast fashion, we got to hold these big companies accountable. We yeah. got to hold Zara accountable, H&M accountable for yeah. the pollution, for the like the pollution in the production, for the pollution in all of these masses of, of clothes going into the mm-hmm. landfills, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. It's not always up to the individual to be making the exact perfect choice every single time. We got to be thinking larger and collectively, not just individualistically. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That is out. That is out. <laughs> thinking individualistically is yeah. out. Collecti- collectivism yeah, yeah. all the way. Don't sound bite that. <laughs> um, okay, buying plants you can't take care of. So guilty for <laughs> that. Equally as important, guys. <laughs> Alex was prompted to put this one in after looking at the plants My around sad her. Plants. Yeah. <laughs> sad yeah. plants My in the apartments. Yeah. They're hanging on, but you know what? They don't, the, yeah, they, it doesn't always work out. It and, doesn't. You know, you, and it's okay to try, but also know yourself. Yeah. Know what you can handle. And know which plants work for your your space. <laughs> we don't need to spend too much time on this one. It's all good. Okay, last one. Unplanned phone calls. This is out. I don't, cannot. Don't call me. I can't if handle. If we have not discussed a call, don't call me. Don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we've already planned a time through text. Like the initial uh, interaction should always be through text or email. I, I, I'm going to caveat this with saying this is very millennial of us. And, and you know again, what? take these with a grain of salt. This yes. Is, this is just our feelings and opinions, but <laughs> I need time to emotionally prepare for a phone call. Yeah. And physically prepare. Yeah. I need I, to be in a space where I'm comfortable talking freely. I, I, really, I can't be on the bus. No, I really disagree with the idea that texting is kind of rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's the argument that I've heard like older generations make that no one can like slow down to have a phone call. And to me, texting an email is saying, hey, 
I know you're busy and I want to, you know, get in touch with you, but you feel free to respond when it works for you. Yeah. Obviously, sometimes things are time sensitive, but usually they're not that time sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I can respond to a text faster than I can really have a whole conversation on the phone. Especially when there's plans involved. It's nice to have that written down somewhere, yes. either in a text or an email totally. so that you don't have to have a pen handy or I guess you mm-hmm. can just have your notes app. But anyway, yeah, we, this- we have pretty strong feelings about who and <laughs> who can phone us and when and why? Yeah, this this one was brought about after I told Alex a really long story about playing phone tag with someone that I did not want to play phone tag with that I wasn't even really trying to contact, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just it's out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Alex, you want to read some of our our ins? Yeah, let's end on a positive note. Yes. Okay. So the first in is one of my values, which Mm. is uh, for the year, which is show your work. Mm -hmm. So we want to be less like precious and critical about our work and just do it and show it. Like just put out that damn EP. I'm saying that to myself. (laughs) That one is a personal one, but also I think it works for a lot of people and it doesn't have to be work. It can be just something you take pride in. Just yeah. share it. You share know? it. Yeah. There's no shame in sharing yeah. something that you're proud of or something that you worked on, even if you're not that proud of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Again, this is about that, Alex. That's is, a okay, bit that's, personal. That's, that's getting a, bit, a little too, <laughs> too personal. But Speaking no, of working would, on know. that critical voice, but yeah. Just sharing your life too. I think for me, I don't post anything to Instagram or really share anything online because my inner monologue is always saying, who cares? And honestly, (laughs) I don't know if anyone cares, but what this podcast has helped me realize is that it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't really matter so much who's on the other end, Yeah, but it's doing something for me to put it out there. And if it does, you know, resonate with people. Great. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So number two, this is also a little (laughs) bit personal to me, but uh, movies are in and TV is out. And I hard disagree. Hard disagree. (laughs) And I think most people would. As has been mentioned on the pod before, my boyfriend Chris is a film fanatic, real, Mm -hmm. real cinephile. I've watched more movies in 2023 and 2022 than I had in in like my entire life. (laughs) basically. Probably. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just really embracing film, the medium of film. And I imagine that having a large knitting project is probably going to challenge this Mm because I think I probably will get into TV, but yeah, I'm, I'm embracing TV or I'm embracing film over movies. What? (laughs) I'm embracing movies over TV. That's it. And you know what? I hard disagree, but I am here for that for you. Thank you. I think you. that's great. On the journey. From where you, yeah, from where you started to this mm-hmm. statement, this bold statement, I applaud you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Also in is period underwear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously for those who have periods only, you don't yeah. need to associate, you don't need to concern Not yourself everyone with everyone needs to wear period you, underwear. Yeah. Unless they <laughs> so choose or want to. Yeah, you know. But yeah, period underwear is in. Pads are out. Yeah. Full out. stop. Out. Done. We don't need them. All right. Putting your money where your mouth is. So yeah, this kind of goes into like the activism conversation mm-hmm. and, and your values too. Like if if you really value uh, sustainable fashion, like what are, put your money where your mouth is. For me, like I'm pretty into 
animal activism. So, you know, making donations to the BCSPCA is something that I prioritize and whatever it is, like it can be, it doesn't even have to be like activism related, It, mm-hmm. but just, but also, yeah, like know that you do have a voice and oftentimes it is where you put your money. That is yeah. your, the voice that you have. And so just, um, making sure it aligns with what you were preaching or what you are mm-hmm. believing uh, it's really important. Totally. Yeah. Make those donations and make them count, like decide what matters to you and, and it doesn't or, even or need to be businesses, yeah. whatever it is. It doesn't, doesn't have to be donations. need to be donations, mm-hmm. money based, but just putting actions into the words that you speak. Yeah. And if, it, if it's not money at all, if it's like volunteer time or mm-hmm. if it's not consuming something, even mm-hmm. like boycotts. Yeah, totally. Okay. And then <laughs> this one too is like, maybe. No, this is I, in, I'm, Alex. This I'm, is in. I'm a little late to the party on tablets and Kindles and ebooks, <laughs> but for me, ebooks are in, and more specifically, borrowing ebooks from the library. Mm, nice. Just um, library in general. Library in general, definitely in. big in, always in, <laughs> never out, always in. But yeah, I've been so enjoying getting ebooks on my my tablet it's not a kindle but you know basically the same thing and reading ebooks and just like only taking my tablet not having to take a bulky book around although I do love a bulky book I love an IRL book but you know yeah they're nice they're nice to have it's easy and you can read those 24 books a lot easier with with your ebooks totally okay we are also what am I trying to say here? Oh, it's embracing. Gonna, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We are also embracing what we're calling slow tech. Yes. Slower, low tech, slow tech. Yeah. Slower, <laughs> low tech options. So, for instance, the Keurig is out, mm-hmm. French press, mocha pot, mm-hmm. pour over, in. In. I, I want, I want like a, something that is not an appliance. I love my mocha pot for making espresso. Um, and being without it over the holidays, I really (laughs) reinforced the idea that I love my slow tech option, my low tech option. I think just slowing down in general, Mm -hmm. it should just be in kind of going against the hustle culture thing. Against the hustle culture, against the lifestyle creep. I don't need a new appliance. Yeah. You don't need the newest, fastest, bestest, most advanced version of something. I just got a film camera for Christmas from the nineties, just some kind of brick (laughs) (laughs) to take photos with. And it's just, it's nice to just be able to relax a little bit and just enjoy the process of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Not everything needs to be about getting it done. Exactly. All right. We're almost to the end here. And these ones are the most important. (laughs) These are the most important. Please take note. Yeah. In Canadian tuxedos. Yeah. (laughs) I requested this one. one. I I think they should be in. I feel like people want, they want to embrace denim on denim, but they don't know how. (laughs) I'm, I'm in that camp. Don't know how, never really done it. Uh, yeah. But Karen, Karen's rocked it quite a bit in 2023 yeah. and she looks great. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm really like going, I used to always try to balance out like, okay, if I'm wearing a light jean jacket, it's got to be like black denim or something on the bottom, but no color coordinating denim head to toe. It's, it's in embrace it. People want to embrace it. Mm-hmm. So just do it. <laughs> And lastly, this is this is a me one. Um, prebiotic sodas. For example, Poppy. Okay, I, I must admit this is a tiny bit like 
in contrast to the like, say like lifestyle creep or whatever, because these are more expensive than regular <laughs> sodas. But yeah, if you can find Poppy anywhere, give them a try. They've got like a citrus strawberry one that's really good. A raspberry rose that's delicious. Mm, I've we heard just, of these. Yeah. We just tried a, a different one last night. They're Buddha sodas and their cola is like amazing. It's much better than the poppy cola. I don't endorse that one. Uh, <laughs> not spawn. Um, prebiotic sodas are where it's at. I'd say more than like sugar-free, more than regular. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I guess that also could be an in is just knowing where you want to splurge. Yeah. Knowing, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Just, knowing yeah. where you want to splurge. Yeah. yeah. Splurge when when you want, but not when you don't. I don't know. That one we did. That one's off the cuff. <laughs> it was a little off the cuff. <laughs> All right. So that wraps us up for our ins and outs of the year for resolutions, i.e. goals and intentions or goals Mm -hmm, and values. mm -hmm. And I do have a creative recommendation that I'd like to finish off with. So there's a podcast that I list that I started listening to fairly recently. Another podcaster that I really enjoy, Katie Dalebout, started producing a different podcast called Holisticism. And she and the host, Michelle did a mini series called Killing the Starving Artist Archetype. And they have three episodes about killing the starving artist archetype, which basically they're kind of dispelling the idea that to be an authentic artist, you have to be a starving artist. Mm -hmm. You have to do your creative work and only your creative work. You have to forego having a nine to five. And they touch on so many things, but basically one of the things that was really nice for me to remember and to think about is being able to do your work sustainably. And unfortunately, a lot of sustain feeling sustainable or feeling like you can sustain your life is financial stability. Um, So (laughs) they talked about artists who also taught. I feel like that was one of the biggest things that was like really comforting to me because one of the old adages or sayings that has plagued me most of my life is those that can't do teach. Mm, it's oh God, such yeah. a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a bummer. As someone who's yeah. taught music lessons for 13 years, oh. it's, <laughs> it really makes me feel bad. Right. Honestly. It's kind of like, in the back of your head. <laughs> and that just reminds me of one of my youngest students asked me like if I was famous and I was like, I'm certainly not famous. <laughs> Don't hold that against me. I can oh, still God. teach you some things. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, they they talk about different artists, writers, creators who kept their nine to fives, who kept working like beyond the point where they were making money off of their art and just, you know, kind of reminding us that there's no shame in like having a job that's different than your creative work, not having to put all of that pressure on your creative work to sustain you. So I just really, I really enjoyed that. So again, that's the mini series, Killing the Starving Artist Archetype from the Holisticism podcast. And that aired at the beginning of December, 2023. So go back and listen to it. We'll link it in the show notes. Nice. I want to listen to that. That sounds really, Yeah, really honestly, I'm going to re-listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need nice. that reminder again. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a recommendation that's actually not really mine because I haven't 
I have this on hold at the library. Me too. Oh, nice. I wonder if we're, <laughs> where we are in line. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully close. Maybe a different library. So hopefully we'll both get it. Yeah. 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 Um, but this was recommended to us by friend of the pod, Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee. And it's a book called Show Your Work. Mm-hmm. by Austin Cleon. Yeah, and you can see that we've really adopted it without <laughs> without yet reading it, just reading. the title. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of our values. Yeah, we embraced it really, right away. Yeah, right yeah. away. And I'm excited to read. I, I maybe should say this recommendation for once we read it, but maybe I'll talk about it more uh, once we've kind of dived into the, the actual. The can jump on the ba- bandwagon with us. Yes. Yeah. Go <laughs> place, you know, place your hold on the, at the library. <laughs> at the library. <laughs> Always and, in. Yes. Let us know when you've read it and we'll let you know when mm-hmm. we've read it as well. And by but, always in, I don't mean the book. I mean libraries in general. It's just a reminder. Libraries yeah. are always in. Libraries are always in. But I will share one part of the book that Jamie shared with us. So she said in this book, the author recommends hosting show your work nights with friends. And I just thought that was such a cool idea. I think that's something that more people should adopt. Just totally. kind of having those actual kind of events to show your work, mm-hmm. you know, even with just friends. It And again, it doesn't have to be professional work. It doesn't have to be, you know, something that you are, you've been working on passionately. It can be a little less polished, polished mm-hmm. or even important to you, but just a chance to to share what you've been doing with with someone else. It's, it's always it always feels good to yeah. to do that. And if you are listening to this and you follow us on Instagram, please share your work with us. We yeah. won't necessarily if you want, we will repost it. But if you just want someone to have a little back and forth with, please send it to us in the DMs. We'd love mm-hmm. to see what you're working on. Um, or even if it's something you haven't started, please like send us a message and let us know something that you're excited to to create this year. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to hear of any goals or intentions uh, Mm -hmm. that you are planning on setting or if, Hey, if you have a controversial resolutions, totally. (laughs) If you've got a controversial in or out, let us know. We want to hear it. Yeah. Ins and outs, please. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear some more ins and outs. All right. Well, with that, listeners, we'll leave you here. We will be back with you for season three in the springtime. And until then, this has been Vicarious. I'm Alex. I'm Karen. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.